Well, the Super Wars are a bit like Star Wars. There are many, many chapters to this saga. In this latest chapter, Labor has promised to double the tax on earnings for balances over $3 million from 15 to 30%, coming into effect after the next federal election. The opposition said it would not support it, but earlier today, Liberal leader Peter Dutton took that promise one step further. We're absolutely dead against it uh, and we will repeal it. Uh, We're not going to stand by and watch Australians attacked. Uh, There are 88,000 that they're talking about now. The figure of $3 million is not indexed, so in 10 or 15 years' time, there will be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of Australians who will be affected by this. Meanwhile, the Treasurer, Jim Chalmers, did rule out touching the capital gains tax exemption on the family home, but only after Prime Minister Anthony Albanese made his position clear on the issue. Yeah, I do do that. Um, And I should have done that this morning too. Uh, What I'm trying to do is to maintain a focus on what we are doing, not on what we're not doing. I spoke to the Shadow Treasurer, Angus Taylor, a short time ago. Thanks for having me, in. I want to start off by playing you back some of your own comments you made in 2016 when you appeared on Sunrise alongside Tanya Plibersek. Take a listen. Some people were contributing millions of dollars into super, and it's totally inappropriate that yeah. someone who's contributed millions and millions of dollars continues to get those 15 I think there's no, agreement on that. We yeah. agree on that. Mm. But, but so, so this is a fairness measure. And look, the important thing is what's it paying for? It's paying for super uh, system which is fairer for women, fairer for uh, and others who have been out of the workforce. So, Angus Taylor, you clearly agreed back in 2016. Why have you changed your mind? Well, there was a different initiative, but more importantly, we didn't go behind the backs of the Australian people and say one thing before the election and something after something different afterwards. Look, Andy, this is a supersized broken promise from Labor. Make no mistake about it. Uh, The Prime Minister committed before the election that he wouldn't change taxes on super. Super is one of those really sensitive areas for Australians where they make investments over long periods of time and they expect stability and caution with what governments do. Um, the, the, the government went to the election saying they weren't going to make changes and now will make changes, make no mistake about it, in this term of parliament. Well, but, but, but the these changes won't come into effect until after the next yeah. election. So exactly how is it a broken election promise? Because they're doing it in this term of parliament. They're putting the legislation in place. I mean, if you were really serious about taking it to the Australian people, as we did, you would legislate after the election. Uh, they're talking about uh, they will legislate before the election. They've made that clear. In fact, they'll, they'll legislate very soon, no doubt. So uh, the important point here is it's a broken election promise. Uh, it's superannuation. Uh, it will have much broader impact than they are imagining right now because of the effect of inflation. Uh, and this is uh, just a, a very strong signal that you can't trust Labor on their commitments. They say one thing. Uh, one moment, and then within 12 months in this case, they've changed their mind and they're doing something quite different in an area of great sensitivity to many Australians. In 2016, the coalition government wanted to put a 15% tax on earnings for accounts which uh, had more than $1.7 million. That would impact far more people than this one would, uh, which I should point out impacts wealthier people. How are you going to convince the average Australian after the opposition's Labor policy that you haven't turned your back on them? Well, this is a broken election promise. I mean, I'm talking, Andy, about, you, you can't, I'm talking well, about your your policy. No, no, but, but but look, you can't take this out of that context. I mean, look, I, I was 
I was in the parliament in 2014 when the when the press gallery and journalists um, were, were holding us, understandably, our feet to the fire on election promises. Um, and, and that is completely understandable and appropriate. Now, election promises count, and you, you can't dissociate this from a promise that was unambiguous, was made by the Prime Minister. And, and the real question now is, can we trust the government on what they say? You know, this morning we had uh, the situation where the Treasurer was not prepared to rule out, uh, wouldn't rule out, uh, hitting Australian family homes with a tax. Uh, the Prime Minister did. They, they, they got terribly mixed up. They then decided uh, that for the moment they're not going to. Uh, we don't know where we stand on, on uh, negative gearing. And there is a well, long list fair, of other... Well, both have now been on the record saying they're not going to touch negative gearing. So well, and they were you're on not on very solid ground here. Hang on. They were on the record on superannuation tax, Andy, that they weren't going to impose that. So, you know, I look at people's past track record on election commitments, that's the best indicator of future performance. And in this case, they were very clear. The Prime Minister said that he wasn't going to tax superannuation. Uh, he clearly is now going to. Um, and there's real questions about what other taxes they'd like to impose. We know the Treasurer wants to get rid of the Stage 3 tax cuts. We know that. He said it. Um, where are they going to go next? They put out a long list of uh, a long hit list of areas where they could raise taxes yesterday. Uh, where are they going to next? I think this is a good question. The average Aussie would be thinking, why should people with millions of dollars in super get tax breaks? I mean, these changes aren't really impacting the average. Indeed, most Australians, you've said that this will hit the average Australian. Given that structural deficit and how much pressure average Australians are facing with the budgets, aren't you really planning on taking a policy that rewards the top 0.5% of Australian earners to the next election? Well, there's quite a few bits of in, in, in what you just said. The, the first point is that Labor's claiming this will only affect 80,000. That's deeply misleading. And the reason is because the Treasurer has done a very tricky thing. He said that this threshold, this threshold will not be indexed. That means, in real terms, it will go down dramatically as inflation continues. Surely that indexing so, can, ha can still be done later on. Yeah, Surely you're not arguing that $3 million in super isn't going to be a lot of money Andy, in 2025 or even 2026. Are you, are you that pessimistic about winning back government sometime in the next 20 years? Andy, uh, the, the Treasurer has been unambiguous about this. He has said, he has said that this will not be indexed, and that means, like bracket creep normally, of, uh, with all tax systems, uh, that that threshold will drop and drop particularly quickly in a position where we have high inflation, and that's what we've got at the moment. Now, you've got to remember here, for many people, um, they're not going to get access to their super for 10, 20, 30, even 40 years. And so the threshold will come down over time in real terms and it'll come down very quickly uh, with current inflation rates and even substantially lower inflation rates. And that means many, many more Australians will be affected. Now, it's incumbent on the government to explain just how many people will be affected as a result of inflation over the coming years. Uh, as yet, they've not done that. They've not done that. But, but it's clear it's many more than they have outlined so far. They haven't been able to outline how people on defined uh, benefit pensions will be affected by this. And again, that's another group, people like veterans, who are going to be affected by this. Uh, the Prime Minister said they're looking at it. But again, that's a whole other group that they haven't actually included in their numbers. So it's going to have a much broader reach, 
a much broader reach than okay. they are imagining. I, I do um, want to move on. Shadow Treasurer Angus Taylor is my guest here on RN Drive. Uh, let's talk about the latest figures from the ABS. Australia's economy grew by only half a percent in the final three months of last year, well below most economists' predictions. The stats show an annual growth of, what, 2.7% uh, remained in line with the kind of analysts' predictions, if you like, and that inflation has likely peaked. So what do those figures tell you? Well, we clearly have a slowing economy. We've got raging inflation. And, and what's very clear is Australians are pulling back on their savings rates. Uh, they're saving far less than they were. There seem to be three big factors at play here. One is inflation. Cost of living is going up rapidly. And uh, I don't need to tell any of your listeners that they're seeing that. They're seeing that everywhere they go. Second is we're seeing sharp in, in increases in mortgage payments as interest rates have, have gone up and they're flowing through now into people's mortgage payments. And thirdly, and I think this is the, the, the very new news, is people are paying a lot more in tax. We've seen a 7% more than 7% increase in tax payments uh, just in the last set of data. So this is a dramatic in, in increase in tax payments by Australians. We know when inflation is biting, people have to pay much more tax. It's exactly the, the, the situation I described. Bracket creep has that effect. People's average tax rates go up. So, so what should Labor be doing to ease uh, pressure on households or well, people well, trying to buy a house? Yeah, well, first, first and foremost, they need to have a clear plan that takes pressure off interest rates in inflation. Now, any economist will say the most important thing there is to take pressure off fiscal policy. That means having a pathway for the government where they can balance their budget to help households to be able to balance their own budgets. Um, and, and that is not what the government's doing. They've dropped budget balance as, as a goal in their last budget. That has never happened since the Charter of Budget Honesty has come into place. Um, Peter Costello put that in place many years ago. Even Wayne Swan was trying to target budget balance. He never got there. But um, this is very, very important. The second thing I'd say is they shouldn't be raising taxes. I mean, this is a time when making ends meet is very, very difficult. And uh, uh, to, to, we, we are seeing rising taxes in the data, the impact of rising taxes in the data. This is why the stage three tax cuts, income tax cuts, are so important. And it's why it's so important that Labor doesn't impose additional taxes. So when it comes to the housing crisis in this country, you know, Jim Chalmers has said in relation to negative gearing that Labor isn't going to sort of reheat policies that took to the 2019 election and accused your party of playing politics. What policy levers in your mind should be pulled to help people buy a place or find a rental or even indeed pay the bills, if not negative gearing? Well, you, you need to put the government in a position where it doesn't have to borrow as much money as it otherwise would be. I mean, that's the situation. We did. We went through the pandemic. We, we had to deal with the, those circumstances we faced. Now is the right time for government to be really managing its finances. Because when the government goes out and borrows money, it's competing with someone borrowing money for the house. That's the reality of the situation. So we do need to have a government that's focused on getting... Uh, getting to budget balance. Uh, they've been blessed with a very, very strong budget situation compared with what we might have expected uh, during the pandemic. Extraordinarily strong. But we need to see them capitalise on it. Sadly, what we've seen in the last budget in, uh, in October is an extra $114 billion of spending from the government. And since then, an extra $45 billion of off-budget spending that has got to be borrowed. So this is not what we need if we're going to take pressure off interest rates. We'll have to leave it there. Shadow Treasurer Angus Taylor, thanks for your time this afternoon. 
ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.